Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. Hello and welcome to Multifamily Investing Made Simple in Under 10 Minutes. This is the podcast where we take the complexity out of real estate investing so that you can take action today. And today we are going to talk about seven CapEx items that we absolutely hate. Dan, why do we hate them, first of all? Because hate is a strong word. Maybe dislike or strongly um, unfavored. Yeah. Strongly unfavored? I don't think that's a thing anybody's ever said. but Well... In the multifamily investing space, uh, there's certain types of improvements you can do to your property that will get you higher rent or more income in some way, shape, or form. And then there's other things that just need to be done that uh, you don't get paid for. Kind of like the routine maintenance on your car. You got to do it to keep it running, um, but you don't really get any benefit like you would from like upgrading something or adding a new amenity to your car adding a turbo all of a sudden it's more powerful those things are great but when you change the oil it's just like okay i did the thing i need to do and now it's just like working fine it's not i'm gonna exciting. tie this in with a really weird analogy my dad used when i was young um back when i was a teenager I, you know i was a dirty boy i didn't want to shower um a stinky middle schooler and he goes and i would i would take a shower i'd come out and i'd be like look i take a shower and he's like you don't get points for taking a shower you only get deducted points for not having taken a shower. And that's what happens here. You don't get any points for doing these things, but you definitely get deducted points if you don't do them. They're critical. They're super important. Uh, people are going to notice if you don't, it's going to underlie, under, and they're going to impact negatively your business model. Um, mm-hmm. So you got to do them. So yeah. here they are. This is, but, but with that said, you have to do them. You need to plan for them. But also, we don't like to go and acquire assets that have a lot of work in these areas. Mm-hmm. So, no, and these are all the things that are are pretty expensive too. So it's not just like so, unclogging a drain. These are we'll get into them. These are our big ticket items. Yep. So let's hit number one capex item that we dislike is roofs. Roofs. Anytime you have to fix a roof, it is a pain in the butt. And when you and you, you can go up there and you can do these patches and that can solve the problem for a little bit, but then you're just really signing on to have an ongoing maintenance issue. That you're going to be getting calls with trips and issues. And at some point you're going to have to suck it up and fix the big roof. And that is never a cheap item and nor should it be. I was a roofer for summer. I don't think I ever told you this. It was the worst job I've ever had in my life. It is so hard. So kudos if you're a roofer out there, you, you earn your money. But from an investment standpoint, it's not something that we want to deal with. Yeah, if you're looking at you know a 30, 40 unit apartment building, a roof on something like that is going to cost 40 to 50, maybe even almost $60,000, depending on uh, which route you go. I'd say the 30-ish range is probably about as low as you can go. So if you need to replace a roof on an apartment building, it's no small chunk of change. So that's one of those things that... 
that's one of the reasons that we just don't like that CapEx item because that's 50 grand out the door. And oh. all that happens is uh, you just don't have uh, leaks. Right? Nobody, nobody's going to pay it, you more for rent. And nobody's going to thank you. Nobody's going to be like, thank you for n- the lack of leaks. Like you You'll take probably for- get some complaints about the noise. Honestly. You expect it. <laughs> so that one, that was, a, that was an easy one. Roofs, we hate roofs. Next up yeah. is boilers. Boilers. Why do we hate boilers? Yeah. And if you're in the southern area of the U.S., you know, this could just be replaced by the word chillers. Uh, basically, Chiller. HVAC systems, what you're looking at, either the system that's used to heat the building if you're in a cold area or chill or cool the building if you're in a warm area. And, you know, we dislike these uh, systems for, well, I should say we dislike the systems. We dislike having to replace these systems. Similarly to the uh, the roof issue, big and it's expensive and you don't get points for doing it uh you know to quote anthony's dad you just get deducted points if these things aren't working properly and and again big ticket items the boiler is a tricky one too because it's complicated it's not if you have to go in there and replace it that's not super quick and easy and if it happens at an inopportune time let's say in the always does it always does (laughs) if it happens in the dead of winter in minnesota when it's 50 degrees below and suddenly all your tenants have no heat you have a real issue and that's like uh uh-oh uh, we either need to find them in a hotel or we need to take over some space heaters. And now you run the risk of your whole building burning down. So no matter what, it's a, it's a lose, lose. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Boilers, no fun. Number three, foundation issues. We don't, we don't want to deal with a cracked foundation. Foundation is so with... important. If that it's isn't not... up to par, the whole like, thing is. It's like literally the foundation of <laughs> <laughs> everything that is built upon it. If it's, if it's crumbly, if it's cracked, if it's tilting, if it's wobbly, it's, no good. There is no such thing as a cheap foundation fix at all. Yeah, yeah. And I think I can uh, safely say that if we are looking at a potential opportunity and during due, dil- due diligence, we find out that there are foundation issues, that might just be one of those things where we say, all right, no. I just walk away. Because it's not as, as straightforward a fix as a roof, right? Mm-mm. Sometimes you might think that doing certain things are going to fix the problem when it comes to foundation, but maybe it doesn't work. You don't know. It's it's yeah. kind of it could be kind of a finicky thing to try to fix. It, it absolutely, because a lot of it depends on the ground and the area that you're in, and that's like a macro issue that you have no control over. You don't know what you're getting into down there. You mm-hmm. maybe dig down and you start putting in some piles to like stabilize that thing, and you just discover that you're in the path of erosion and it's just not happening, and it just keeps keeps ha- occurring. And so, no foundation issues are enough to make me generally just go, nope, no thank you, walk away. Yeah. I don't want to deal with it. Next up, actually, this is a more common CapEx item that we are accustomed to dealing with. Doesn't mean we like dealing with it. It's windows. Windows. Nobody's going to pay you extra to have nice, fancy windows. Actually, and and honestly, people don't care if they have crappy windows generally, but bad windows are bad for us because it leads to a lot of rotting wood sills, a lot of water getting in behind walls a lot of issues due to condensation. And so it's a pain in the butt for us, not so much for anybody else. Mm-hmm. I will say the nice thing about the windows is that you don't do them, typically you don't do them all in one foul swoop. They're 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 an issue that you can kind of chip away at over time. So I'll mm-hmm. give them a little bonus point for that, windows. Uh, you're not just one thing like a roof or a boiler, um, but they are 
they do take a decent amount of capital. And I'll say that the types of properties we look at, which are, you know, historic brownstones, you know, stuff that's been around for a little bit, finding some windows that need to be replaced is just par for the course for us. So we work it into our underwriting and we plan on doing it over the course of one to three years as we're renovating units. So it's not a big, big hit all at once, but it is one of those obnoxious things that is usually on the list of things to do when you're looking at uh, value add multifamily in the C plus B minus category. Mm-hmm. And in that vein, if you have bad windows in an old building, like a historic brownstone, then the next thing on our list, which is tuck pointing, might also be something that you have to deal with at some point. So tuck pointing is just going back in there, taking care of the bricks and the mortar and like making sure that it's all cleaned up because as water gets, as it gets in between the, the, the bricks and the wood behind the windowsills, you start to get this expansion, this erosion, and that's problematic because now you could have a brick wall falling down. So nobody wants that. <laughs> Yeah. And I will say with the tuck pointing, at least on that one, uh, it, it should improve the look of the building from the outside, yeah. at least marginally. So you get a little bit of uh, a benefit outside of just doing your necessary routine maintenance. Uh, but still, I, w- I couldn't imagine a tenant walking into a building and saying, oh, you guys just tuck pointed that's, this? I'm going to pay an extra 50 t- bucks for rent. That's oh, some good tuck pointing. Not going to happen. Yeah, it's got so. to be some really good tuck pointing for a tenant to ever notice. <laughs> All right. Number three. Now these next two on the list are real big and they can potentially just, again, like a foundation issue, just pretty much end a project before it even gets started. Number one, electrical. Mm. Pretty much there is no such thing as a cheap electrical problem. And in fact, electrical problems are very scary because Mm. uh, where there's electricity, there's a potential fire. And so it's not something that you can just put off or decide like, I'll do it at some point later in the future. Like sometimes you have to do it immediately. If you have an old outdated electrical system that's maybe been grandfathered in for many years and now the city is saying, hey, you got to do something. You got to move those panels so that they're outside or you have to change it from knob and tube. Like now you're you're staring down the barrel of a very expensive problem. Yes, yes. And it's really just comes down to the fact that electrical systems are literally just wired with into everything in the building. So you can't just move a thing. You've got to, breaching walls, you've got to just completely rejigger how things are set up. And so it's a, a complex project to say the least. Uh, so ideally when we're looking at properties, we'll see uh, that they have updated their electrical systems at some point in the last 10 to 15 years or so. Um, like Anthony yeah. mentioned there, there's there's some pretty old systems out there that if we see those, we we discount a, a property's uh, attractiveness by quite a bit, right? If we see fuse boxes, things like that, then we just know that A, either we're going to need to you know spend some money to fix that ASAP or B, maybe that just uh, that that property doesn't have enough meat on the bone to justify that type of uh, CapEx spend on that, te- that kind of thing. Yep. And now we are reaching the top of our episode. We've got about 30 seconds left for our last one, which is plumbing. And in the same way that electrical is a pain in the butt, plumbing reaches everywhere. It's hard to see. It's gross. It's hard to fix. It runs under the buildings. It can be catastrophic. <laughs> you don't, you, you rarely understand the full length and breadth of a plumbing issue, but it's all, almost always problematic. And so mm-hmm. with 10 seconds left, you have nothing to add. So go ahead and take us out of this episode, Dan. Plumbing sucks. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs>
Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Multifamily Investing Made Simple. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a massive favor? Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Your feedback, it means the world to us as it helps us grow and spread the word about multifamily investing. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So fire this episode over to any friends or family who you think could benefit from learning all about multifamily investing. Thanks, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you on the next show.